Welcome to Alternative Talk, where we focus on real life, everyday people who are positively affected by cannabis. We'll be speaking to patients, advocates, and professionals keeping you informed on the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry, bringing quality of living to life. Real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis. Now, here's the host of Alternative Talk, Bear Savon. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening in. It is with great pleasure. Today, we got our dear friend from Illinois, Ali Nagib. Did I pronounce that right, sir? Nagib. Yep, that's me. Nagib. All right. So he's from Illinois. Uh, Great to have you on our side, sir. Uh, With great pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, just to get the show started, I mean... As usual, we like to learn a little bit more about who's our guest, you know, with you being a special guest today. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came about, you know, the medical cannabis industry. Yeah, so uh, I started out about seven or eight years ago. I was, uh, I'd been doing different volunteer opportunities. Uh, I, bet I was looking around for some new volunteer opportunities about different issues that I was interested in. Uh, and I looked at a couple different organizations and, and things that were going on around around the city. I was living in the city at the time, and I came across Illinois Normal. Uh, I knew about you know cannabis policy. Cannabis policy was something that I was I was interested in. I, I knew that our laws needed to change. I knew that our our prohibition was failed, and so uh, I was I was wanting to do something about it. And uh, I attended a couple of the the public meetings that were happening at the time. Our then and still executive director Dan Lynn was hosting them. Uh, at our old space in the city, and uh, we used to uh, get together once or twice a month and uh, have meetings and discuss what was going on, and we, there would be decent turnout. Um, there were there were some actions happening at that time uh, in terms of lobby days, in terms of get, you know getting some people to the Capitol. There had been some effort over the years supporting the medical cannabis bill up to that point. Um, but you were you were then as as now also talking about a, a small group of dedicated volunteers. Uh, that were, you know, had day jobs that were taking their time out so that they could uh, support this organization to do what they could, even if it was on a limited basis, to try to end this prohibition of cannabis. Uh, it, it, at the time, mostly the focus was on the medical, but there was talk of hemp and and decriminalization, and a lot of other things were happening. This was before the first adult use states, but those were certainly on the horizon. So it wasn't something that we were. Uh, I think I probably came in right around. Prop 10 and, or sorry, not Prop 10, Prop 19 in 2010 in California, which is that first failed adult use initiative. So I, I got involved. I said, hey, this is an organization where I can I can commit my time. I can commit my effort. I uh, There is not a full-time uh, professional dedicated staff like many other nonprofit organizations that do policy and, and, and other work in Illinois. Um, you know, Illinois ACLU has a big paid staff. I don't know how big, but they've got paid staff. They've got folks, uh, paid lobbyists. Uh, Illinois Normals ha- has been and, 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 and continues to be an all-volunteer organization. So it's about people who you know, can commit that time. And so I've been, I've been very lucky and I've been very proud and happy to work with the organization and, and all the people that I've met and, and been able to, uh, help push this change. So it's, it's really just been about, uh, the commitment to sticking to the issues. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a policy guy. I'm a politics guy. I'm not a, uh, 
I'm not an operations guy so much. I mean, I have, I have a background in business, so I'm not I'm not completely uh, clueless when it comes to operations. But you know, when it comes to you know botany, you don't want me anywhere near plants. I, I can keep, keep a tomato plant alive. Maybe I was working on that this summer, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a plant guy. I'm not a, uh, 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 you know, I'm not a, a, a manufacturing guy. I'm not looking at creating, you know, the next great infused product. But, uh, you know, I understand the issues and I've been trying to, you know, leverage that to try to both, you know, make change, but also help encourage people to support their advocacy. And probably, you know, what I've done the most and, and been the most proud of uh, has been my ability to help encourage and support other people, both within our organization and other organizations, similar organizations, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, um, uh, Americans for Safe Access on the medical side, uh, MPP to some degree. Uh, and then, of course, there's been the, the industry uh, trade side of things as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, we could go through the history of, of, of the work I've done and, and the, well, the policy change we've gone through in Illinois. There's There's been a lot of change on that front from when I started when we were trying to get medical to today where it's it's full steam ahead on tax and regulate and, and it's looking to be a question of if not when, you know, you've got um, You've got, you know, media in Illinois saying, you know, you know, looking at it politically and saying, you know, the, the political pundit class saying like, hey, why don't the Democrats just throw this on Bruce Rauner's desk in an election year? What's he going to do with it? We, we don't know. Right. So there's there's a lot of things happening that if and, and that's in a short period of time, that's only in a period of about about seven or eight years. So there's been a lot of change, a lot of progress. Uh, we still have a long way to go. If you're a patient in Illinois today or if you are want to be a patient in Illinois today and can't because you don't have a qualifying condition or because you are disqualified for one reason or another, uh, it may seem like there's uh, a long way to go and and there is a long way to go on those fronts. Um, but, you know, we've made a lot of progress and we continue to make a lot of progress on those. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I see a lot of progress that you've, you're making from the first time actually, you know, seeing you um, as myself you know, um, you know, six years ago when you were getting involved with the Illinois medical cannabis programs um, or getting familiarized with it, you know, I was living in Florida and, you know, I was living in different states, you know, I'm just trying to figure, you know, uh, parts of my life, right? After like the real right. estate in, you know, 2008, it was just like, oh man, it was just like, where do I go now? So I just went from job to job, not being really satisfied just with the fact that I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. You know, the money might have been, you know, somewhat great, but it wasn't really, you know, for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I've seen you at events and, you know, I've seen you speak and, you know, definitely you have, uh, you know, that you give out that great presence and, um, you know, what you do is, is, is incredible. You know, you said that you're lucky to be a part of this. Um, you know, not many will actually know how lucky we are to have you uh, to be a part of this and this movement, you know, so it's incredibly, you know, great and amazing what you guys do. So thank you. Absolutely. So, appreciate it. Yes. Yes. So Lee, the big question here is, you know, with many of the laws changing in Illinois, um, a lot of the questions that will come up and the most that I hear, I'm sure there's a checklist of them, but the main two I always hear is recreational and home grow. Uh, is there anything that you can, you know, bring to light on that? I mean, I definitely don't want to put a lot of pressure on you because, you know, um, there's a lot of listeners that's listen that's that's, you know, tuned in and, you know, they might use this um, as a reference. And definitely we don't want to give out any wrong information, which I'm sure you, you never do. And um, but but what would you say? I mean, for those that says, hey, you know, Ali. I mean, we can't make it to your events, but we want to hear more from you. Um, what would sure, you say sure. about the question? You know, home grow, recreational. Where's Illinois going? What's happening? What are we doing? 
Sure. So just to, just to recap sort of where we are with our laws in Illinois and cannabis, uh, and then where we look to be in the immediate future, um, we currently have a medical program with getting close to 30,000 patients, uh, many fewer than we were anticipating when it started. Um, but uh, due to the regulations and the uh, lack of expansion of access in terms of adding qualifying conditions and things like that, um, you know, things have gone reasonably well, at least in terms of the infrastructure getting in place and the patients who are uh, qualified getting access to medicine and, and I think generally being pretty happy with the access they have, I think. From what I've seen and from what I've heard, you know, there are various complaints that can be had and, and, and you know, a lot of them get back to, you know, our program should be more like state X, Y, and Z or it should, you know, have restrictions A, B, and C removed. But beyond that, I think, I think generally speaking, you know, when it comes to quality of medicine and access to medicine, the people that have access to it are generally pretty happy with it. The prices, you know, gradually come down as, as, as the market gets bigger slowly. Um, we also, uh, in 2016, passed a statewide decriminalization bill. And so that means prior to, prior to that, you had a patchwork of local laws with ordinances uh, to reduce possession of small amounts of cannabis to a civil penalty. But um, that still meant that there was the option on the state level to arrest and charge as a misdemeanor any possession of cannabis anywhere in the state. And so there was a lot of um, unequal application, uh, racial disproportionality in the application of those in particular. Um, but just generally the fact that it wasn't applied the same across the state led to a push to uh, create the standard system where now up to 10 grams of cannabis is no longer a misdemeanor possession of up to 10 grams. Uh, it's only a uh, maximum penalty as a fine. Um, and so those municipalities can still charge fines or additional fines, but the, the principle being that small amount of possession should not lead to an arrest under any circumstance. Um, the higher level thresholds have been reduced um, so that what previously was a felony is now a misdemeanor in some cases when it comes to possession. Uh, this doesn't this didn't have any impact on home grow, by the way, which is I know is a part of your question. Um, and that's been one of the most, uh, mo well, not one of the most, one of the more contentious issues, both on the medical side, but also on the adult use side. Um, and it's I would say partly from from industry, although I think you can certainly see uh, industry and at least segments of industry coming around and recognizing the value of having a home grow provision in our law, depending on how it's constructed and, and how big that market's really going to be. Um, but I think the bigger source of objection and push would object to us doing any of this, uh, in particular law enforcement. Uh, but but pushing the idea that you know these plants need to be tracked right now every plant is tracked seed to sale in the cultivation centers uh, even even under our adult use plan you're you're where we're expanding the number of businesses you're still talking about having licensed businesses regulated businesses in some way and so there's this idea that well if anybody can grow these plants it's hard to track them they've heard the legislators have heard some testimony from regulators and even in places like Colorado where they've said you know Home grow causes us problems, particularly the way Colorado implemented it, where between the medical program, the existing medical program, and the new Amendment 64 in Colorado, there were loopholes all over the place to let people grow hundreds and hundreds of plants. And, uh, you know, they saw that as a big problem or they, they pushed that as a big problem. So um, as we look to an adult use bill, which we are now, so that all adults 21 and over can possess, use, and purchase cannabis just as patients currently in the medical program can, and as adults in eight other states and D.C. can currently, uh, 
Um, home grow is going to continue to be a contentious issue. I think um, there's a potential for keeping it. I think there's the potential that it may get removed, but that as we evolve forward, uh, it could be brought back in. You know, thinking about alcohol, if you look at the history of alcohol production, it was about 40 years after the end of Prohibition, from up until about the mid-70s before home production of alcohol was, was legal. Up until then, it was completely illegal So uh, still. So uh, looking at that market, I don't think it'll take us 40 years, even if we don't get it right off the bat. Um, but that's something that individuals as consumers, as patients, as wherever they're, whatever you're coming at, coming at it from, if that's an issue that's important to you, when it comes to this, you need to, you need to push it. You need to make your voice heard on that issue. Um, I think, I think the home grow is really going to get tied in because it's involved and the adult use is happening. I think it's, it's probably going to be much more context of that conversation instead of the, uh, you know, just adding it for medical patients simply because, you know, we're, we're so far along the conversation with adult use that it just seems unlikely that that would, you know, sort of get delayed or then there would be a, a desire to say, well, let's, let's push it for just the patients. It's not impossible, but in our current environment, you know, if this was, this was a year or two ago, it would have been, we had a different political situation. Maybe um, you could have, you could have conceived of that push happening, but given where we are now, uh, I don't think that's very likely, but I do think you know we do have a tax and regulate bill which does have home grow in it right now. Whether it remains, we'll see, but it is in there right now. Five plants for all adults, and that would apply whether you're a patient or not. Mm. Um, and you know, there's a lot of other good stuff in the bill. It's still it's still broadly a framework, but the yeah. idea being that you know there would be increased business opportunities. We would uh, break up some of the you know right now all of the production is happening in the cultivation centers. There would be the opportunity to create. Uh, third-party business opportunities in in uh, uh, manufacturing infused products, et cetera. Again, we don't know what all the details will look like, but but I don't think anybody is looking at just simply picking up the existing medical pr model, particularly on the production side, and just copying it. And that's not the way the current bill is written. All right, there you guys have it from Ali Nagib. You know a little bit about you know what's going on with Illinois and and how things are changing. Um, you know for the positive. Uh, but we're going to go take a quick break. So if you guys like to stay tuned and uh, we'll return back shortly. Thank you. More real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis on Alternative Talk when we return. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. 
the next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Bringing quality of living to life. Welcome back to Alternative Talk, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, everybody. Thank you for uh, tuning in. We're back from the break. Uh, with our, we're with our great friend here, Ali Nagib from the Illinois Normal. Um, you know, just for some that's just tuning in, you know, Ali was just going over um, a couple things about, you know, Illinois uh, with the changes and in, in, in the laws, you know, with the medical program. Um, Ali, you know, we'd like to have you, you know, elaborate a little bit more on that. I know that service segment um, wasn't enough time for you. So, you know, if you want to tell us a little bit more, you know, what what's going on. I mean, we like to, you know, hear uh, that we're in a positive direction, which I think we are. And I believe that we are as well. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think I think this is really the time where whether you're a patient or whether you are just a cannabis consumer in Illinois who, who cares about this issue, or even if you're not a cannabis consumer, although if you're not, you're probably not listening to this radio show. Um, but you, uh, you know, if, if you're coming at it from a patient perspective and you want your patient rights protected, whether, whatever those rights may be, um, make your voice heard on that. If you want to make sure that, that, uh, you know, your access, medicine is going to continue that that you're not going to have all of your medicine just dumped into some adult use market and and standardized and commercialized make your voice heard on that if you're a consumer who cares about home grow if you're a consumer who cares about um uh, options for access uh you know now's the time to make yourself heard uh, there's a lot of different things that people may care about, uh, specific issues relating to this that they care about. We get all we field all sorts of questions, and 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 people, you know, I, I'm always hearing new things and ideas that that impact, uh, uh, you know, all these small issues that when you're making this big policy change, people don't always think about or aren't always fully addressed, and and uh, we want to try and do our best to address them uh, at upfront. So you know, they're getting involved with organizations like Illinois Normal. Or one of the other groups, the Coalition for Safer Illinois, which is the broader coalition that's working to push these bills, uh, House Bill 2353 and Senate Bill 316 here in Illinois. Um, those are the two uh, current companion bills that are, are the adult use bills. Um, and so uh, working with one of those organizations uh, is a great way to get involved, but also uh, getting involved by contacting your state representative and state senator who will hopefully be voting on these bills in the near future, if not this fall, which I think is unlikely, in the spring, I think there's a decent chance that uh, you know we're we're getting one of these bills, you know, into committees, onto the floor, at least starting to get some action happening. So, getting a call, uh, uh, calling their office, emailing their office, trying to get a meeting with them, getting to know them, especially if you haven't before, uh, this can be a great way to uh, get yourself more engaged in the political process. Uh, a lot of people I know can be really cynical about it, particularly here in Illinois. They think that, you know, their their voice doesn't matter, that nobody's listening to them. But, you know, I can tell you from personal experience that that's, that's not the case, that the way that we've gotten our bills passed is by getting people in the offices of their representatives, telling them their stories, telling them why they think a particular bill or a particular change needs to happen. Um, and so if you start building that relationship, if you start 
um, it, you know, then your voice is gonna is gonna start to be amplified over time. And and you know these these folks, um, you know, people's view of politics can be can be jaded by. Uh, you know, looking at federal politics and and the money and the uh, you know the access and the fact that you know these these big congressmen and senators and president and so forth you know they're not they're they're not going to take the time to talk to you or me. Uh, but your state representative has a hundred thousand constituents, has two hundred thousand. They're not getting calls every day. I mean, there are certainly periods where they're getting floods of auto emails and form this and that. But you know, generally speaking, they're not getting direct calls from a constituent saying, "Hey, I'm you know John so and so, and I live in your district, and I want to talk to you about an issue that I care about." You know, if they get three or four of those calls in a day, it's a busy day for a lot of these offices. Uh, we had a state rep. I think one of the, it may even be the one. Uh, well, we had a state rep talking recently about you know closing their district office and just finding spaces needed because they were getting so few walk-ins and so few people contacting them. I said, why do I even need to have a district office? My constituents aren't even coming in to see me. Um, so you know, if they know that if you're there, if you're in person or calling them or talking to them, and and, and not just sending off a form email or or, or signing a petition online, um, that that if you're there talking to them, there's probably a hundred or 200 or 500 people just like you who are sitting back at home who aren't calling them, but who feel that same way. And so that's how your voice gets amplified is that they know that you're representing a much larger group of people, even if you're only representing yourself, even if you're not, you know, Ali Nagib from Illinois Normal. So we need to do more, you know, and I, and I know a lot of individuals that, I mean, I say me personally that know individuals, but I know that there's a lot of individuals that doesn't vote. Right. I mean, I've been voting since I was 18. You know, uh, I think it's very important to vote because I'm not yeah, going to complain or bitch about something if I'm not voting. Right. Um, that's just the way I feel. That's my opinion. No disrespect to anybody. Um, but if you're not voting, but in this case, I mean, the voices need to be heard, too. So, you know, for those that are listening in, if you have some time, I mean, these are some concerns. For example, if this is a medicine. This is important to you. Right. Or, or a loved ones. Um, if there's something that you may be finding interest to, to maybe, uh, you know, get into, you know, the industry and be more involved, you know, this is something you can also do as well is to go out there and actually to show up, right? Not let's just, um, you know, it's just, it's more important than just to vote, but actually, you know, making our, our voices being heard. Um, so please, you know, uh, help out, reach out, you know, let, let everybody know to, to reach out to Ali, you know, to Illinois Normal or, or any other chapters around, you know, the U.S. Um, there's plenty of chapters that you can reach out to. And there's definitely, uh, you know, uh, uh, individuals that's, you know, in like Ali's position that that's more than helpful. So please, please, you know, let those voices be heard. Um, Ali, where would can, uh, anybody go to find out some more information? I know we're going to have some information on our website and, uh, you know, our Facebook pages, but where would we go uh, if somebody's listening right now? Yeah, so just go to Illinois Normal. That's IllinoisNORML.org. We're the Illinois chapter of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, come check us out. Let us know. Send us a message, and uh, it, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do to help uh, support your advocacy. What if I wanted to volunteer, let's just say? Contact us at one of those places, and we'll, we'll get you connected. All right. There you go. So if somebody's looking to volunteer, you know, please reach out. We need all the help we can get. Ali, you know, definitely you guys are some great things over there. Um, but I'm sure you guys wouldn't mind another hundred or even a few handfuls of individuals um, to come out and help. Is that correct? Absolutely. We always need more help. We, you know, we really want to get people down to Springfield for our lobby days. Uh, in the spring session, but we we always need more help on an ongoing basis. Uh, like you said, voting is very important. Voting something that happens 
once or twice a year max, um, sometimes less. And uh, this is something that happens all the time. And so we always need more people to get involved and, and stay involved and committed to making change, whether it's on the state level, local level, you know, whatever your whatever your area of interest uh, geographically, as well as, uh, uh, you know, interest in, in the issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's something that's always, you know, um, you know, always really great for us resources. You know, I mean, when I first started, I mean, one of the first things I did was I looked you guys up, right. Um, you know, you guys are very resourceful in many ways. So it's not just about the voting. Um, I, I believe that you guys are also accepting, uh, donations as well because you guys are a nonprofit, correct? Absolutely, yeah. All of all of the work we do uh, is is volunteer work. All the money that we uh, take in donations uh, goes right to putting gas into the tanks to get folks to Springfield to print up flyers and educational materials and 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 do all of our other work. So, uh, if you go to IllinoisNormal.org/donate, uh, we always uh, we always appreciate the help. Any, anything anybody can contribute. That's excellent. That's excellent. So, you know, uh, donate, folks. Um, you know, there's. You know, statistics that's being shown, even look it up. I mean, there's there's a lot of, you know, individuals that are out there that are helping and looking to help. So if you know anybody, you know, please, you know, uh, get them to the website, let them donate um, every help that we can get. Because this is important because a lot of people, a lot of lives are, you know, are relying on, on you know, uh, organizations like normal to help, you know, uh, bring some positive impacts, you know, uh, bring some positive voices to why, you know, medical cannabis should be available. Someone, so, someone shouldn't get arrested for it, right? Um, you know, these are the things that one works for, volunteers, day in, day out, you know. Um, I've seen Ali, you know, you, you, you had a, um, a few events, I know that you guys have events all the time. Um, you know, we're living out in the suburbs. Uh, it's, it's sometimes a little harder to get out towards the city, you know, especially with the commute and being a sing- uh, single father. Um, but I love, to, I love to get out there some more. You know, and I hope to see you guys, you know, at future events. Um, you know, what, um, I mean, what are, what are events that you guys, I mean, do you guys continually just come up with events? I mean, how do you guys fund these events? Is there something that you guys more um, get sponsorships or how? Yeah, so it depends. So, I mean, we have done our own events. For example, we have helped to organize the Global Cannabis March on Daily Plaza in Chicago for most of the last several years. I think maybe we missed a year, and and a few years ago, some other folks were doing it. Um, but we've we've generally been the ones organizing that, and so that's um, that's the sort of event that we organize. And you know, there's there's uh, you know fundraising involved and all of that. Um, in order to help support it. Other times, a lot of our other events are just places where we will table, we'll go to set up. Uh, of course, at our lobby days in the Capitol, we do that. But at other events we do, uh, there is a uh, Midwest Cannabis Conference coming up, uh, which I believe is in the suburbs, coming up in a couple of weeks in November. I, I apologize, I don't have that uh, information at hand. Um, but I know that's an event coming up that we will be you know, having our table set up with our uh, information and our T-shirts, trying to get people involved and trying to educate people uh, about what's going on at those events. So those sorts of uh, concerts, festivals, uh, other opportunities like that, we're always looking for those opportunities. Um, if there's anybody out there who wants to help uh, organize those opportunities, we're always looking for people to say, hey, I want to set up a table at such and such a place. I think it would be a really great great time to uh, get people involved or uh, get donations or whatever the, the particular opportunity may be. So we're always looking for those as well. But those are those are the sorts of things we usually do. All right. There you guys have it, folks. You know, volunteer. Let your voice be heard. 
donates, you know, even a little counts, a dollar, you know, whatever it is. I know that money can be tight, you know, holidays coming up, but there's individuals that needs, you know, um, more than just a present on Christmas. You know, there's some individuals that need, needs the gift of life, you know, to, to, to have some less suffering, whatever it is. Um, you know, let this be, you know, a, a way, an alternative, an option. But we're going to go ahead and take a break. You know, when we come back, you know, we'll get a little bit more into, you know, speaking with Ali, you know, on some other topics of, you know, the Illinois program and, and Illinois Norm. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We do appreciate you guys that are tuning in and hope to, uh, you know, you guys will stay with us and we'll see you guys soon. More real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis on Alternative Talk when we return. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Bringing quality of living to life. Welcome back to Alternative Talk, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back from our break with Ali Nagy from Illinois Normal. Ali, um... You know, before the segment that we had, you know, you're going over, you know, a few things of how, you know, voices could be heard, individuals can volunteer, donate, um, you know, but before the uh, show ends, you know, I definitely wanted you to come on and, you know, see, you know, you know, what is it, you know, we know Illinois Norm, what you guys do, um, you know, what is it that, you know, before we end the show, you know, what is it you want people to know and hear, you know, why you're doing what you're doing? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I care about when I first got started, I think uh, it was interesting because, because as, as times evolved, I've, I've gotten more and more public with, with my role when I first started, you know, I was kind of working behind the scenes, but I wasn't doing, uh, things, you know, I would do, uh, you know, a public tabling event, but you know, I wasn't responding to media requests. Uh, and then over time, uh, you know, I sort of realized that, uh, this issue and and the people uh, uh, that 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 consume cannabis for whatever reason uh, need somebody who can you know stand up and say hey look here's here's what needs to happen and not be afraid of the backlash not be afraid of you know oh no what what is this going to mean if if 
I'm out on the news, you know, talking about this issue, or if I'm out doing public forums and 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 events talking about this issue, or if I'm testifying in a committee hearing or something like that. Um, and you know, eventually, you know, if I'm quoted in the paper, I'm I'm eventually I realized that it was it was more important that these things be said and you know the reason why they the reporters keep calling is because there's not there's still not a lot of people talking about this there's there's a lot more people talking about medical than than there was before we had a program for sure especially patients but even operators and and other folks Um, but but i think being able to provide that voice and and just knowing that i wanted to do something that was, you know, could make a difference in a hands-on way, that it could be, even if it was a small thing, even if it was just, uh, you know, a meeting, helping support somebody in a meeting with their legislator, or even if it's just, you know, giving somebody or some group, you know, the advice or the pointing them in the right direction to help them down the, you know, politics path to, to get to where, where they need to go. Um, I think being able to be in that place has been very rewarding and very, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's been important to me that I've, that I've been able to do that and, and not just sort of sit back and let others do it. And, and even, and to do it in my own community, because there was a time when I first started, when a lot of the folks that I was involved with were taking the green rush and going to California or Colorado or whatever. And, uh, this was, uh, this was, I wanted to stay here in Illinois. This is where I'm from. And this is where I want to make the change. Absolutely. And I agree. I mean, I moved to Wisconsin, I moved to Florida, and I'm back in this cold state. But I love it because this is where my family's at, you know, and this is, this is important that, you know, everyone gets the, the proper attention they need, no matter, you know, uh, what state it is, regardless, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, where they live in, in a lower income or, or in a higher income area, you know, everyone has the right to this medicine. So, um, you know, I think it's great that you're doing this and it's, it's, you can see the passion behind it as well. So, you know, we thank you for that. Um, you know, we're coming close to an end on, on, you know, our show. Um, I I like to see is, you know, is there any, um, organizations or groups or individuals that you like to give shout outs for, you know, um, you know, individuals in your office, obviously I heard there are great things about your office and, um, you guys are really working hard over there. Yeah. Everybody that works with Illinois normal, uh, Dan Lynn, of course, who's been doing this for a lot longer than I, uh, Phil Peterson, who's been helping us out, uh, a number of other people on our board who've been around for a long time and doing this for a long time. Um, but there's 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 just so many groups. There's so many people who are working on this on on so many different levels. Uh, you know, I'm really proud to be a part of this. Whether they're industry, whether they're advocacy, uh, you know, the whole alphabet soup of groups really you know fills fills different roles in different ways. And and even the groups that I don't always see 100 percent eye to eye with, uh, you know, I can often see the value of having them in this space. Yes, yes, absolutely. So great team. You know, and I know the importance of a great team because you know, alternative vibes, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, have made it even this far um, with the extension of, of all the help and support that we've gotten, you know, this far. So um, it is a truly blessing. Um, do, you, do you have some like uh, websites or anything else that you like to let the listeners know to listen into where we might not have something posted or something else where it could be beneficial for someone that is just learning about medical cannabis even? Uh, for medical cannabis, I, I definitely, in Illinois, I want to give a shout out to the, the medical cannabis community uh, Facebook group. They really do a great job. Um, I always point people in their direction uh, when it comes to getting it, just information about becoming a patient, being a patient, uh, and, you know, they're, they're not making any money doing that. Um, there's, there's, there's a ton of groups. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I, I didn't have my uh, list handy, but... Um, 
uh, just talking about Illinois, we've got, uh, you know, Illinois Women in Cannabis does, does a great job um, as far as organizing uh, what they do. Um, yeah, there's, there's just, there's a lot of people, individuals, you know, so many, too, too many to name really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know what, do is what we're going to do is we'll get a list, you know, from you of individuals you like to give shout outs to, um, we're, you know, sure. trying to see what we can do to get on the cannabis radio, uh, dot com. Um, but also we'll get what we can on the alternative, uh, talk show on alternative vibes.com. And, um, you know, it's been a great pleasure with you. Thank you once again for coming this, uh, you know, on the show as a guest, uh, I look forward to continuing seeing you up on stage. Um, you know, before we end the show, is there just one last quick second of, you know, uh, anything before we go? Yeah, I just wanted to thank you for having me. I, w- I wanted to make sure everybody knows that you, you can make a difference. Your voice can be heard. Uh, there is a role for you. There is a place for you to make a difference. Uh, and we want to help you find that role. So check out Illinois Normal. Uh, check out Coalition for a Safer Illinois. Uh, check out uh, Medical if you want to if you want to talk about the medical side as well. Uh, and, and we're here to help. Uh, we're here to help keep this change moving all right there you guys have it folks uh thank you for listening in and have a blessed day the opinions expressed on this cannabisradio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of cannabisradio.com any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of cannabisradio.com is prohibited 